0: Welcome back to Rate That Album, a back and forth album review between myself, Joseph Freming, and my good friend Paul Muad'Dib. Paul, are you too young to fall in love?
1: Um, I'm just glad we're doing um Hulk Hogan's uh Hulk Rules album this week, Joe. Um, uh, because God, I really would hate if we were doing anything about Molly Crew, because that would just ruin my life right now. <laughs>
0: Well, now you know how I felt with uh, the traveling boot band, Paul, <laughs> being subjected to your assault of wrestling
1: knowledge. Dude, you knew more than I did. Go back and listen to that thing. You knew more than I did. Yeah, I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have known more than that, Paul. No.
0: No, I should not know any of that.
1: <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't. The fact you're correcting me, I was going, fuck, I'm ill prepared.
0: <laughs> so this week we are doing Motley Crue shout at the devil. And no, here's the,
1: the, <laughs> no, go the ahead.
0: story is. <laughs> We're doing the traveling boot band. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I was so discombobulated (laughs) from laughing so hard that I just went on my Amazon album (laughs) recommendations. It was the first thing I saw. That's awesome. Yeah, I was just like, I needed to pick something. Like, my brain froze, because I I had another album in mind, but I couldn't remember it, because, you know, the sushi and everything. So (laughs) so I landed on Shout at the Devil, and uh, it's just a little inside ballpark for our our listeners. This is probably the most polarizing between me and Paul of any album we've reviewed. (sighs) Because Paul hates it.
1: I hate and it so I fucking love it. <clears throat> okay, I am so glad we're getting this out on air because I wasn't sure if you were fucking with me. Because no. I'm like, oh no, I'm, we're going to get on the air and we're going to we're going to do the podcast and he's going to come out and he's going to say, oh, I was just fucking with you this whole time.
0: I am not fucking with you. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, this
1: was a... <laughs> Son of a bitch, this is going to be a real... Yeah, this is then our most polarizing... This will be interesting, Joe. All right.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's uh, we're not always going to agree.
1: Paul. True, true. And,
0: uh, but this was one of those where I was pleasantly surprised, and you were unpleasantly horrified. I am so angry right now. Dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm so angry. I think it's just you're jealous because, you know. You can't honk the horn on your boat with your
1: dick like Tommy Lee, Paul. <laughs> Dude, okay, there is that. I'm not going to lie. There is that in the back <laughs> of my mind going, man, if I <laughs> He can do that. Really... I never saw the stuff. Can he really it's do on that? The, it's
0: on the sex tape. Oh, yeah, my it's, God. It's, yeah, I, I never saw he, it. He either honks the horn with it or <laughs> he's able to, like, steer <laughs> the boat with it.
1: Either way, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> oh my god no i just had this image of this dude trying to fucking steer a boat with his dick that he is impressive try,
0: he doesn't <laughs>
1: <laughs> parks the boat with his cock good for him oh, like bravo bro those are some good genes yeah. does, does he use his cock as a third stick on the drums
0: I wouldn't be surprised if he did.
1: It's probably a party trick at private shows. All right, go on. <laughs> I don't think it
0: needs to be private shows. No. <laughs> Tommy Lee, have just noticed, like, he's been getting, like, flagged on Instagram for his, like, he's just putting nude photos. Of <laughs> the guy's, like, 60. What the fuck is he doing? He's living life to its fullest.
1: <laughs> 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 uh, oh, my God. Oh, so. God. <laughs> 80s go on
0: backstory on motley crew here yeah. pal, before we jump in they are la band uh started in 81 uh
1: the year you probably were- like
0: a weird ragtag crew of guys uh you had nikki six he's kind of like the guy who started it uh he was like really into like punk scene and the burgeoning uh metal scene uh, in la uh, Tommy Lee. He finds Tommy Lee. Uh, yeah, They recruit Tommy Lee's old classmate, Vince Neil. And, like, and there's this old guy that goes on auditions named Mick Mars. Mick Mars is an interesting guy.
1: You've talked about him on other podcasts. I know a little bit about it.
0: Yeah. Like, he's got a lot of health issues. Like I like him as a guitarist. I think he's, you know, he's not, he's not flashy or super great or anything, but he does like, He does what needs to be done, but he has, like, this disease, Paul, where his uh, spinal columns fuse together over years. So, like, for the last 45 years, he's been slowly just in a constant state of pain.
1: Jesus. He
0: just left their, uh, their (laughs) like, Kiss and all these other bands, their farewell tours go on for 20 years. Mm -hmm. Motley Crue is no different, but they just replaced him with John Five, who was from Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie. Yep. So yeah, they. But there's there's controversy in that because they people fan like I went down a rabbit hole, Paul. Because please I do. Fell in love, I fell in love with this band with this album, in
1: which you didn't. I did. We'll talk. I did we'll not. talk.
0: But like, yeah, there's like controversy. Like, if the other guys pushed him out, uh, I don't know. Like he, he, you know, he has his problems, and like they're they're touring with their shows are like on tape which for people who don't know, they're basically lip syncing the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Cause let's face it. Like Vince Neil's not going to hit these notes. Like he did.
1: In- <gasps> no. no, you know, so I just want to uh, uh, side note that. Cause I, I meant to bring this up on another episode. I'm so glad you brought this up here. Um, honestly, at this point, it's not like it was with Millie Vanilli, like, and we'll get to that. Cause at some point we are going to do Millie Vanilli probably this season. Um, but, if you watched, there was a rock and roll hall of fame where they inducted. Yes. And all these people told the lead singer of yes. Like let's get a stand in for you. Let's get a stand in for you. And he's, tr- he's like, no, no, I can do this. And it's terrible and it's really sad. So yeah, I mean, I see nothing wrong with them. Lip syncing.
0: Yeah. And you know, basically at this point in a motley crew shows, like a kiss show, it's, it's the spectacle. Mm-hmm. like they have the huge you know tommy lee's and the drum kid spitting in the sky, in the up in the ceilings and shit like it's a spec you're going for the show like i saw guns and roses a few years ago they weren't using tape which is which was great because i think slash is one of the you know top top so good guitarists. yeah he's just phenomenal. so good but axel's voice is just <sighs> and like it was kind of painful at times because I wonder I was like the whole time, I'm like, why isn't he just sing at a lower register? Just stop trying to hit the high notes and just put it in a lower key, maybe?
1: A that's lot. what a lot
0: of acts do when they get older. They just go into a
1: lower key so the singer can yep. adjust. So not it's that's very, very, very uh, common that they'll go down a half step, a whole step um, drop a tune. Um, shit. A lot of bands will do that even when they're young, because, you know, when you're in the studio, I mean, again, having done stuff in the studio, you can do things in the studio, having recorded music in a studio that you can't do live. So there's a lot of times where you're changing things when you are like, you're recording like, man, that's great. But then you look at each other and go, we're good, but we can't do that live. So there's a lot of bands that are ready, like right away in their prime are still doing exactly that.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So, uh so there might have been like things with Motley crew that, I mean, th- it, you've seen the videos of
1: Vince neal when they weren't using tape and it was bad. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't see the like, tape. I don't, I don't. I, touch I with a ten foot pole, bro. I don't. Yeah, but go on. I think,
0: I think they learned. Like, yeah, this
1: is people don't want to hear hear hear
0: that. So,
1: no, no, I mean, but but here's the thing. They they okay. You going back to uh, Guns and Roses, man. The disaster in Rio, bro. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there you, you just the it, it is what it is, and people need to understand that. That again, even me, there's songs that I've written and sang twenty years ago, that I've kind of gone back because there's lost recordings and things like that, and I've tried to re-record and sing those things, and I go, "Fuck." I cannot hit the notes that I did when I was 19, 20, 21, 22. It just happens. I mean, fucking Mick Jagger, this guy, he is notorious for, and we should talk about this during our Rolling Stones album, where he does like an hour a day of like vocal exercises and they're still adjusting songs that they did f- years ago to accommodate where his voice is now
0: yeah and we talked about that i forget which episode we did talk about that so that's why i didn't bring it up for the oh gotcha okay because we already maybe it was with the u2 or something maybe it was maybe it was yeah maybe it was okay but yeah so now there's a lot of (laughs) controversy and with this band uh they're nikki six is notorious for (laughs) starting uh shit fights on Twitter with other uh, more established artists. Like I tried, to start a, I tried to start a feud with Lars Ulrich and that went nowhere. It, it was just amazing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but they also have like these incredible stories. I remember watching their behind the music. They had probably the most fun behind the music in like the late nineties, early two thousands I'd ever seen. Really? Um, yeah. Like they're talking like these guys were just so fucked fucking fucked up Paul like they would like they ran out of heroin so they'd mainline Jack Daniels oh my god yeah uh, that's phenomenal yes uh, on tour with (laughs) Ozzy they tried to outdo them outdo each other uh, (laughs) so Ozzy would snort ants I remember that I I knew that I
1: knew the the, the snorting of the ant story yes
0: yeah but did you know like Ozzy also drank their piss
1: no that I didn't know (laughs) yeah
0: yeah Ah, uh, so, and some of this was recreated. I watched a provocative movie the other day. It was called The Dirt, starring the guy who played Ramsey Bolton in the chair. Uh, oh, <laughs> you know. yeah? Yeah, it was basically their biopic. And it kind of, like, went over some of that. But it was more interesting hearing them tell the stories. Because uh, movies, vi- I mostly hate biopics.
1: I do, too. They're the most...
0: Ugh the queen one really rubbed me the wrong way. Well, and I the, think we went over that
1: too. We did go over that and just how on. Yeah. I have a huge problem with biopics. I do. I do. I do.
0: I'd rather just watch a documentary on the band.
1: Me too. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yeah. I yep. mean, the, these guys are like, you know, Vince Neil, drunkenly drunk, <laughs> drunk driving and kill the drummer from Hanoi rocks and shit like that. Like, these guys were like a fucking mess in the eighties, man. Like I shouldn't laugh, but fuck man. <laughs> yeah. They were like, they were nuts, man. Like, so when it comes to, like like hair metal in the eighties, like for me, there's like like the poisons, and then I think there's like the ones that have a little more rougher on the edges, and like we a little bit more legitimate. And I would say like under that umbrella would be like Molly Crew and Guns and Roses, because like they walk the fucking walk, man. Like it, I'm surprised any of them are alive, especially poor Mick Mars with his fucking cement spine. So
1: I want to talk about that. Cause I actually know a guy that had that and he was older and like, they basically told him like, you were never going to Now He passed away several years ago, but I worked on a, um, on a project with this gentleman, he was an inventor and I was actually doing advertising for him and videos and things to help him with his project. And, um, he would literally do literal, a thousand sit-ups a day to build up the muscles in his stomach to hold his spine so he could walk. So he didn't have to be in a wheelchair. That's a hardcore. This dude was, and just eccentric true fucking story, man.
0: That's like, that's just how horrible this disease is. I mean,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: bars would you, know, from what I would came across. Like, you know, it was just chemicals, you know, heroin and booze to dull the pain. Like,
1: Oh, when that pain,
0: it's pain at that level. They're not even drunk. No, it's just
1: numbing it. It's just numbing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You get to a point when, and people don't understand that with like some serious chronic illnesses, they're not doing the drugs anymore to get fucked up. They're doing the drugs because that puts them at a level where they can function. And that's a very real thing that people don't like to discuss about when it comes to drug use. But that is one of the major factors for drug use.
0: Yeah, well, it's pain management. Opioids are huge.
1: hmm Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> we're talking about Motley Crue. Oh, oh okay. hang on. I, before that, I want to get into how I know about the crew. I don't. Go on, Joe.
0: Oh, you never heard of them? Well, you see, they're a band from California. Making <laughs> up <laughs> well, Nikki Sixx, he was.
1: <laughs> L.A., right? LA. I heard
0: L.A. Yeah, they're um, LA, L.A. band. <laughs>
1: You want me to go over what
0: I just did, Paul? I can do it
1: again in case case you didn't pick up. No, I I will say I never got into the crew. People did. 80s rock for me is up there with country in terms of it is really, really polarizing for me. I either absolutely adore it. And the band or the song, or I can't fucking stand, like, there's no middle ground. It's like zero, it's, it's zero to 55. You're talking to Sammy fucking Hagar. Um, I just struggle really, really hard with eighties quote, heavy metal rock and, I think it's because I listen to it and I go, "Really, this is heavy." Like this is, and we'll talk about that as we get in these songs. But please continue to work. Yeah, Joe.
0: well, I mean, music evolves. I mean, what was heavy in the '80s and '70s, are, you know, would be a lot of it would be considered hard rock now. But back then, that was heavy. It was, it was different. It was like there was not a lot. But there I mean, was. You have, you have to remember the progression. Like Black Sabbath stopped making metal music in
1: the mid '70s. Correct. And, and, and I get that, but there was, there was punk, which I felt was a heavier in a way than some of these things. You did have some of those stuff like Henry Rollins and some of the scream band. Again, they weren't mainstream. I think my big problem, even at the time was it felt very safe. Um, I, D. Schneider once brought, said, you know, Bon Jovi and some of these things kind of came in and glorified rock and everything kind of became this vamp, revamp of what I what I would consider glam rock, right? Where it was the pearly white teeth, this and that, blah, blah, blah. And it just feels to me, even then, even like in the 80s and in the 90s, it felt really just on on it manufactured and like i would sit there and i'd be like these guys aren't feeling what they're saying but that's that's me that's that's yeah,
0: me And there's a lot of that too because it like every popular wave of a genre there are a ton of that like if you remember the 90s there were so many nirvana knockoffs that it was <laughs> flabbergasting any band oh, yeah. getting uh album deals uh, yeah like I get it. like it's not for everybody, but uh, for some reason it spoke to me, Paul, and uh, I loved it and you hated it. And that's amazing. <laughs> 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 All right, like you were like messaging me like nonstop,
1: because <laughs> I, I just I, I, I did not you. I did not believe you, Joe, that you liked this album. So you're getting this, so mad. <laughs> I was convinced that you were telling, fucking with me. I kept telling you to quit being silly. <laughs> I know, and I'm going, dude. Just admit you hate this album. Just give me my sanity. And no, 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 that's not happening, Paul. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fucking happening. This is, this is happening right now. Okay, Joe.
0: Yeah, so we're so doing. Was,
1: this is their second album. You were saying yeah, sophomore
0: album. Their first album, "Too Fast for Love," was more inspired by punk. I would say it's a lot faster. Uh, glad like so. This is a band that was inspired by you know the metal scene and a lot of like the glam rock of like the Bowies and T Rexes and you know it's like this. Blood Zeppelins and shit like that. Uh, so it comes to their second album. <laughs> shout at the devil, which, uh, you know, they're being fucking edgelords with this shit. It pissed off. Paul, did you, would you be surprised if this album pissed off a lot of conservatives in the
1: 1980s? If I remember correctly, wasn't one of these songs and it wasn't shout at the devil was actually talked about in the hearings. It could have been, but I'm pretty sure lyrics from this album were, were brought up but i can't remember which song it was and i maybe it was Shadow of the devil but it maybe was uh bastards i think it was bastards now that i'm thinking about it i think lyrics from bastards were used in the trial
0: yeah i mean and uh yeah it was the original album cover had a pentagram <laughs> you know like it's just like yeah they're like promoting satanism and paganism and shit and, like you gotta give it to but they knew how, they knew how to sell a fucking record. They man. knew how this to sell. How, a this record. album sold two hundred thousand copies in the first two weeks, but mm-hmm.
1: yeah, yeah. They they uh yeah, app no, they knew how to sell an album.
0: Yeah, yeah. You ride that controversy, man. Like there's a reason why Marilyn Manson <laughs> did what he did. There's money in people being shocked. Although <laughs> in this day and age, I don't see how people can be shocking anymore, like unless you're problematic you
1: can't really be shocking yeah unless
0: you're like yeah. going out there trying to get canceled or whatever basically
1: that's the way you get it you and know that's what's- gonna
0: be the next wave you know that's what it's gonna be
1: it already is. It already is, Joe. Let's I, don't,
0: I don't pay attention to things.
1: I think it is. I think people are using canceled as a meme, as as a means. Like, like, look at Logan, like Logan Paul and YouTube. But what are, what are canceled YouTubers doing now? They're joining MMA. They're joining WWE. They're writing that shit. Um, you, you're There's seeing a, a lot. Ba- brand going all crazy, right? Weighing too. all of a sudden, all of a sudden, <laughs> uh, a sudden like right? Steve Bannon's rumble. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 yeah, no it, it is it is the new marketing wave is you gotta you gotta keep them going and it's it's the shock value and there, there is an escalation to it you know what really sucks is i know marilyn manson canceled for goddamn good reason yeah. but what really pisses me off about that was in his height when he was doing all these things and then he would go on and do these interviews he was wildly intelligent and knew what he was doing. And he trapped the, the, um, interviewers and would use their own logic against them. It's fan. It was phenomenal. And then to find out the guy's a pile of fucking shit really hurts. Go on.
0: Well, he also like interviews after the nineties, like when he started like really getting into drugs, his brain turned to mush. I mean, it's just like,
1: it did, it did. It really, I'm not really
0: shocked by that, but yeah, he was at one point was a very, Intellectual guy, really smart guy. Now he's just, just, just a monster, just a terrible, <laughs> terrible human
1: being. But we're not here
0: to talk about. We're
1: it. not here to talk about that as much as I'm trying to fucking oh, stop God. this train. Go on. Well, Paul, I mean, you got to stop being an elitist, all right? <laughs> Jeez, sorry, my pretentiousness bothers you. You so. know,
0: this is a, this is in your coffee shop latte drinking <laughs> Starbucks feel goodery. This is fucking butt rock from the 80s, man. Strap in. We're going to talk about Shout at the Devil, Paul. God damn it. All right, let's do this. All right. So it starts with like a weird, uh,
1: what would you call this, Paul? Kind of a, in the beginning
0: Um, part, uh, an overture, not an overture. It's
1: it's not an overture. Um, My notes.
0: It's like an intro.
1: My note that I have for this is worthless.
0: Yeah. this seems like something you would play like before the
1: concert. It's just walking on stage. It, yeah it's just something where like you put the guitarist and a couple of the other members on on stage first so one starts it and then one pops in and the next one pops in it's just it's it's it, we, we i've actually done that technique before live um and it's just a way to get the crowd interested and yeah. in going and pumped up
0: Yep. yeah most people don't put it on the records but no but whatever it, it it's what it is like it's i'm not gonna defend that track <laughs> it's just a bunch of sound and weird fucking biblical chaos shit. But then we jump into the song shout at the devil. Paul sure do Joe. God, I love this song. Paul. Um. Um,
1: uh, okay. So my notes for this is I will say this is a banger even if you can't understand what the fuck Vince Neal is saying through half of it.
0: Well, that's um, every song Vince Neal uh, And I'm okay with that because the lyrics aren't that <laughs> amazing, Paul. So he can I mumble do, his way through it all. I'd be fine with that.
1: And you know me and lyrics when it comes to songs. I it, it's just so for me it was yeah, I mean there's things I wanna know like okay, your time I'll shut up, but what are you fucking saying? And I guess the point where he's just like, hey! I'm like, what the fuck? Okay, you lost me. Go on. Yeah, no, I think it's
0: catchy as hell, Paul. I love the don't drum give me one... and the Shout. It's like an anthem. But it has the, nothing the, to say. And verse, I'm all right with that. I the, don't need the, every song to tell me something, Paul.
1: The verse is. But, Joe, this also hits a massive pet peeve of, of mine. Okay, because verse one gets repeated twice. The whole end of the song is just them saying shout, shout the devil over and over, which again, I get the anthem of it. I do get it. I will say, yes, this is I will concede uh, and say, yes, there is there is this is a banger. This is by far and above the best song on the album. Um, But that's not saying much when I compare it to the rest of the fucking album, but it wears out. It's welcome to me. Um, I, I, it's just, you know, even at three minutes, it feels long. Um, oh, with, not with, to
0: me. It feels, okay. And it that's feels perfect length.
1: And that's fine, Joe.
0: <laughs> oh, Paul's gracing us from his high horse to say he'll concede something. Um, so,
1: <laughs> so, ooh, ooh. Yeah yeah all right
0: It's a good way to start the album though for an album like this this is a good way to start it
1: i would i would have cut out in the beginning and yeah i would have
0: cut that out too this is just uh,
1: yeah
0: i don't know why like they do that on another album i listened to i don't understand like the theme of that i just i just don't but you know whatever in this day and age we're not i'm not listening to it on vinyl so i don't have to sit through it i can skip over it
1: yeah Nope, I I'm yep. Nope, that's fine. I'm with you on that one. Um, next we get. Looks that kill. Looks that was that another. Kill. It was a big hit. Um, how? Well, um, that's catchy, Paul. That's it, for it, one thing. It, was it really? Was it really? I don't. I don't. Yeah, think it was so. catchy. I I didn't. I just put down um my 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 notes for the song is songs that kill. Um, I was really bored. Um, I just, there's Vince Neal's voice does nothing for me. Um, I, I just, the, the riffs, the, I, I, I don't dispute the fact that there is talent here. Like, I don't want my snarkiness to come off as I don't recognize their talent, um, because I do. But the problem for me is it doesn't ever gel in a way that works for me. I hear four different talented things that just don't make a good stew, as we've talked about in the past. So looks that kill, I just did nothing for me. I was just I was just waiting for the song to be over.
0: Well, oh, I mean, I liked it a lot.
1: And, <laughs> and what did you like? Please explain to I liked me. I like the chorus
0: and like the hook and like everything about it. It just flows well for me, man. Like, I don't know.
1: Uh, All right. And that's, and that's cool. And that's, like I said, I just, I am really trying to wrap my head around it because I know people love this band and they love their stuff. And I've just never been able to get into it. And honestly, I gave it a fair shot. I listened to it several times and I just was like, every time I was like, I, I, I I don't, I don't understand it.
0: No, I mean, it's not for everybody, Paul. Like you kept saying to me, like, uh, I don't get why people like this. And it's like, well, it's that why uh, people like different things, man. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. <laughs> I like it. You don't. I don't. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, it, you know,
1: I mean, <clears throat> I just want to get into. I mean, the lyrics, I mean, it, now she's b- b- bulletproof. She keeps her motor clean. And believe me, you, she's a number 13 the church strikes midnight. She's looking louder and louder. She's going to turn our juice boy she, so she turns on the power. I get what they're saying, and I understand it, and it's horny, and I should appreciate it, but I don't. Yeah, and? Okay. Just saying. Just saying the lyrics just didn't do
0: anything. That's I, I don't listen to this shit from the lyrics, Paul. Like <laughs> Vince Neil is not like a Neil Young man or a
1: no. Bruce Springsteen.
0: I listen to, like so I listen to different music for different reasons. This is one of these music albums and shit. I'll listen at work mm-hmm. just to like get get me like some energy to like dock shit out and shit. Like I'm not like sitting around putting this on record player and <laughs> thinking about the lyrics. I'm Fair just, enough.
1: Like, Fair whatever, enough.
0: Whatever, man. Like these are just fucking dickhead party songs. There's not a whole lot to it. <laughs> I think you might be overthinking it, Paul.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, i mean i i probably am i mean head music has always been more my thing i think i mean that's why i think with with certain 80s bands there's ones where i sit back and i go wow they're this is really good and they're saying some stuff and this it just you know i mean um yeah okay all right so next we get bastard joe
0: yeah this is a rocking song yeah <laughs>
1: I just put down bastards for making this <laughs> Don't try to rape me, Paul. Yeah. You're the king of sleaze. Don't you try to rape me. And again, I mean the chorus, you got me for about three seconds. You, I, I'll give it a little bit more than that. You got me. And I, it's not a long song. It's under three minutes. So I appreciate that. But literally you got me for about five seconds of that with the, with the chorus. And then it's just, it loses me again.
0: Yeah, that's fine, man. Like ball. this, Paul. Uh, this this album's obviously not for you. Like, Lindsey Buckingham wasn't obviously for me, man. We have different.
1: We have different Absolutely. Have, no, 100%. i am just I'm just telling you my viewpoint, sir. No, that's <laughs> fine, man. You're getting all defensive. Was <laughs> it cuz I called you an elitist? Um I'm pretentious. <laughs> I I know that. I'll I'll own it. <laughs> I mean, how dare you offend my sensibilities, sir? <laughs> yeah, you're like, God, sorry I <laughs> you offended oh, you
0: your highfalutin <laughs> sensibilities. You couldn't drink a glass of Chardonnay with with your buddies from the country club listening to this.
1: I just don't think this has the correct ringtone for this fucking country club. Mm.
0: <laughs> these, these people, these lyrics are very offensive. <laughs> this don't
1: make any sense to me. Man.
0: Paul, you're becoming the dad from those Twisted Sister videos. Like, why is this? What kind of music
1: is this? <laughs> I love Twisted Sister. And I'm over here, I'm like, I want to rock. I'm all in on Twisted Sister, buddy. That's one of those ones I love. Like, I am all in on fucking. But they have like
0: the same dumb shit, man.
1: <laughs> there's nothing heady about Twisted Sister. There's something about it, though. Well, no, because Dee Schneider did do some interesting, thought provoking lyrics. He was saying things. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh. <laughs> let's I slow your roll, <laughs> like old. You got <laughs> like old Did I just get put in the blast zone again for saying?
0: Hey, <laughs> no, I'm not putting you in the blast zone. I'm just like, you yeah, had some okay lyrics, but not provoking. I mean, let's like, let's save that for the Bob Dylan's of the world, Paul. The Peter Gabriels, if you will. (laughs) You don't even (laughs) like Bill Collins, at least. Let fucking D Snyder? (laughs) Jesus, you're already throwing us off the rails again. God damn it. (laughs) Why is it always my (laughs) fault? Drink your Chardonnay and stick your nose up at me. I'm going to talk about God bless the children of the beast.
1: Oh my god, god, damn it, Paul. <laughs> this song. Fuck Joe. This song pissed me off. There's two songs that pissed me off on this album a lot.
0: Take this one, Be Up Your Alley. You know, it's boring acoustic guitar work
1: and some <laughs> whispering. It's just like Lindsey fucking <laughs> Joe, you're not completely wrong. Here's the thing. When this song came on, I went, "Oh, okay. This is what I'm going to like. Like I it's the weird, it's the left turn, it's the ballad. It doesn't go anywhere. It's like a minute long. Yeah, it's, it's
0: a like it works like an interlude, but like what I wish they would segue like segue the songs between them. like on the other each side of it. So yeah. it worked as a segue. Otherwise it just kind of pops out of nowhere. But like, man, this was just a like happier alley. I could just see you like you I, know, was, in your mansion you, drinking so- your $500 bottle of shit. <laughs>
1: Red wine? Excuse me, it's not my $500 wine. It is my $200 bottle of fucking Johnny Walker Blue, sir. Thank you very much. <laughs>
0: my um, gosh, I can't believe no, unless, the lyrical content
1: of this. It's this corrupting <laughs> the children <laughs> of the world. And it doesn't give me whiskey face, but this... No, the problem with this song was, I, I think... Because it was, like, usually in a heavy metal, a metal album, there is usually... Like the slow song, and but
0: back then it was the ballad. I'm just was, glad this wasn't a ballad.
1: But no, but the thing was though, there is a really good song here, mm-hmm. and I'm pissed that they didn't finish it. Like make it a song. Like give it a week, man. Make it a song or again, as you're saying, let me be clear, it's an interlude, because I was ex- I was like, oh, okay, it's gonna kick in, it's gonna kick in, I'm gonna like this song, and then they whisper, and then it ends, and I'm like, son of a bitch! And then it goes to, oh, okay, there's three songs that piss me off, then it goes to fucking Helter Skelter, and my notes say Paul McCartney's rolling in his grave, and I'm putting that on here right now, because that son of a bitch could die between now and when we release this fucking episode so <laughs> Paul, <laughs> Paul, Paul, Paul calm down don't go all crazy on me right now <laughs> son of a bitch I'm going to have a panic attack during this episode
0: <laughs> don't make me get the macho man meme of him. Don't, go, don't go crazy on me right now I just I still have something I want to talk about God bless the children of the beast uh, I think because th- this is interesting and I think why you probably this is Mick uh, Mars his soul uh credit on here and i'm guessing they probably didn't want to give
1: give him too much (laughs) just Um,
0: like you know like the fucking george harrison situation
1: right right because this is good i mean this guitarist i'm not
0: gonna lie he's not he's not like for everybody but he knows how to play
1: i will i will give you that dude like again I will absolutely, I was, I was upset that this like legitimately upset when the song ended where it did, because I was like, Hey, this is the, the this is the left turn. This is the one I'm going to like. And then I didn't. And I, would there, there is such, there's the melody, there's a hook in there. Like this song writes itself. And as a musician, I can hear it and go, man, I know exactly where I would have gone with this song, the places I would have gone, the chords I would, like, I was expecting it. Yeah. And then it didn't happen. And I was like, that's, that's why I know it's literally say cocktease. This was a cocktease of a song.
0: Yeah. 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 And that's another thing. I like, I like Mick Mars guitar work on here. He has a very, like, he knows how to make a, a riff riff, like more of like a rhythm riff, you know, mm-hmm. instead of like, say like Slash is like, you know, you know, sweet child of mine. Like he can make a, a rhythm riff and it has like a little swagger to it i kind of like that so if you're again like i know you don't like it but that's one of those, those elements to me that like oh that kind of pops up for me that mm-hmm. i like as a real really shitty rhythm guitarist <laughs> mm-hmm. like it gives me hope <laughs> yeah as it should uh, all right now we go to helter skelter followers
1: fuck this. you this.
0: know uh i don't know so I'm on record saying I hate Beatles covers. I don't know which cover is worse of Helter Skelter, this, or U2's. I think it just could be two things. It's, <laughs> both it's, are it's, at it's, number it's, one with a bullet
1: for yeah, me. Yeah, both are horrible for different reasons. Um, yeah. My, I said this when we did... Um, oh, fuck, what was that album? Um, this Mortal Coil. When we did This Mortal Coil, when they, when they covered um, Big Star... Um, Alex Chilton and um, if you're gonna do a song that's like this that is iconic or that is depressing or is whatever whatever you fucking do when you are covering it you got to go bigger and livelier than the original Motley Crue the reason why this sucks is they half ass this yeah. When you can't hit the notes, the high notes that Paul McCartney and getting that rock sound, like when Paul McCartney is out fucking meddling you, you fucked up on your cover. Um, that was my problem with this.
0: Yeah. I mean, like the uh, instrumentation, I thought was fine. Again, it was the yeah. vocals and it was, it was just the vocals. Like, again, the, the instrumentation was fine because it was pretty on cue with the original so they yeah. didn't really change it up and again like you said go bigger and maybe more especially with helter skelter go bombastic or if you're gonna cover a song do the other way too. completely strip it down
1: yeah that's and Do another, it like slower i mean placebo did that brilliantly with running up that hill by um kate bush the- yeah, by Kate Bush. They're slow, they're broken down, they're stripped down. I love the Kate Bush version, but I actually think the placebo version is, they're both up there, but God, there is a special place in my heart for that placebo version because I feel like it nails a different, it gives the song a different story, and it's so good. Yeah, make it something like, you're. yes, Joe, you're 100% right. Yes, you corrected me properly. Yeah, just...
0: Yeah, yeah, it's just like you do like like when Hendrix did All Along the Watchtower and made it his own. Is mm-hmm. he give it more
1: depth Yeah. Yes, 100% not gonna, like really outdo the Dylan funk. or or again Maxwell's doing this woman's work, right? Yeah. It yes. is it is A wonder that's the correct way to do a cover. What Motley Crue did here, it feels like they got hammered and were like, Well, let's just do this because we do it live, and they half assed it, and it sucks. So, yeah, Yeah. my note is Paul McCartney's rolling in his grave, he's not even dead. (laughs) Well, he might be by the time this episode comes out. Ringo's ringo got blisters on his ass, (laughs) I got blisters on
0: my ass. (laughs) Yeah, that was the the one song on here I didn't care for.
1: The one? Oh fuck me! Oh, Paul could be
0: an elitist. God, you're up there in your high horse, drinking your chardonnay in your million dollar mansion. (laughs) I'm <laughs> looking down on us fucking gutter rats who dare to like Motley Crue. <laughs> oh, fuck. You son of a bitch.
1: you <laughs> my radio. Uh, go
0: on, Joe. Oh, oh my God. And Joe made me listen to a Motley Crue.
1: <laughs>
0: They're shouting at the devil deer.
1: I'm going to lose my membership to the country club for this one. Fox. <laughs> uh,
0: red hot. Uh, you know what? This, I wonder what this song's about. Paul.
1: <laughs> I wonder, but I, my notes are red hot shit. <laughs>
0: I like this song, Paul. <laughs> I like it.
1: I don't. Uh,
0: well, uh, again, you're an elitist, Paul, <laughs> you know, like, you're the crusty up one, one uh, percent that's ruining this country. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm like the working man i'm like in a springsteen so okay. oh, i'm just trying to live my life oh i'm have I'm, a I'm beer the, with the boys right now uh <laughs> just trying to have a beer with the boys after a hard day at the at the job paul and you're you're over there uh, at your fucking fancy restaurant <laughs> eating a 200 dollars steak
1: <laughs> Dude, if I have a $200 steak, you could shoot me. (laughs) Um, Fight for the black shark. See what evil brings. Can't you see we're out for blood? Love from a shotgun. License to kill. Can't you see we're out for blood? The kids scream in fright through the night. Loving every bite with delight. We will blow out our minds with your truth. And together we will stand for the youth. Yep.
0: Yep. You know what I'm not seeing in the these lyrics, Paul, all the I's and me's and you's of Porridge fucking radio. I
1: will give you
0: that. <laughs> like I when will Vince Niel's give... a better songwriter than you, you have problems.
1: I will give you <laughs> that, sir. I will give you that. Yes. <laughs>
0: red hot, red hot. Red hot. Red hot. The top. Okay, now we go to my actual favorite song on the album. Is too young to fall in love. This has like, you know, because I think you've been pressuring me to talk about justifying why I like Motley Crue. Mm-hmm. You're an elitist who's yes. in a high-polluting limousine trying to tell the working man mm-hmm. that I got to mm-hmm. listen to a fucking Captain Beefheart or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're fucking... You're just you do need to listen like, to Captain Beefheart, you prick. You're standing around, you know, judging people and eating pickles and shit. <laughs> so... <laughs> Boiled goose, sir. Go on. Boiled goose with some pickles, and you're all like <laughs> <laughs> you drinking you drinking your wine and judging me and oh, on the streets, the gutter rats. No, no, I like it. this. This man, I love the riff on this song. And I love like the drum drum interaction with the the, the guitar riff and shit like that. It just comes out swinging for me.
1: Joe, I'm gonna steal Paige from you. If I could get an instrumental version of the song, I'd be super fucking happy.
0: Yeah, because you mentioned that when you messaged me,
1: you know, yeah. from, from your from my tower,
0: dollar phone, and
1: <laughs> yeah, from my high tower. Um,
0: yeah, and you're like, uh, you better Venmo me for my time on this, Joe. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know, I'm working in a small.
1: Listen, man, I could be trading hot stocks right now, but instead I'm talking about Motley Crue. Uh, <laughs> I am, um, I, I, there. I was excited when I heard this song
0: because that the, instrumental of it. Is it it's of, so it's,
1: fucking good.
0: They're firing on all cylinders, man. They at are. The band, which is like, there's only a few times I would say them as a band are doing that. Like where they're really gelling. Like I like certain songs or whatever, but this is like holy fuck, like. This kind of shows, they could play
1: well. <laughs> yes. Joe, 100% yes. This is, I was excited. Again, when this one came on, the first time it came on, I was like, all right, here's a song I can like. And then fucking Vince Neil opens his goddamn whore mouth and shits all over it. Is it the vocals of this I, I think it's the vocals. Because really the
0: instrumentation and in like because uh, a lot of these like are kind of like really catchy songs. I think if it was a different vocalist, you might... I think I
1: could. I think, think I, could. Like it I, think like it I
0: because, could.
1: But you I'll would probably, you I
0: think, enjoy it a lot more if they had like... What would, what would a good... Like Elaine Staley or something?
1: Yeah, oh, that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, that'd be a good one. Or A little uh, more range and depth to the voice? I think so, yeah. Or even like a, um, I mean, I hate to say it, but even like a Great White or a... um. Yeah, well, I mean, that guy, yeah. Even though you know, he killed all those people in that club. He did, he did, he did. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know, but, he didn't kill it, but, you yeah, know, yeah, the show yeah. killed a bunch of people in yeah. that club. But yeah, he had he had depth. Like there was like there was a thing with like these 80s bands, like, you know, they're butt rocking. You as I get older, I think it was like after <laughs> I broke down and became a Phil Collins fan, Paul, that I just kind of like yeah. stopped like really caring and tried yep. being like too judgmental of music and just kind of opening my perceptions a little bit more. And so like a lot of that 80s rock, like I'll give it a listen and like sometimes I'm really just impressed by the vocalist or the guitarist. Like there's elements in these things that I'm just like, holy fuck,
1: man. Dude, You <laughs> could put, honestly, you could probably put Brett Michaels on this and I would like it more. Yeah. Um, David Coverdale. I was going to say David Coverdale, Robin Zander. I mean, yeah. Robin Zander. Holy fuck. Could man. you imagine Robert Zander with, the, with, with the rest of the M- fucking Motley Crue? With,
0: if he was the vocalist on this album, man, fuck.
1: I would have, I would have, I would have been all over it. You know what, Joe? You're hundred percent right. You nailed why i don't like this album it's vince neal it just he kills every song for me yeah i
0: can definitely see that paul i I thought we kind of like maybe i thought like maybe i was fucking insane (laughs) like like, i think we found the root of the
1: yeah i think we did yeah yeah i really think it's fucking it's it's so good
0: swagger that. it
1: does and that riff and that hook are so Go, like yeah, like I was gonna go on a giant tirade on the song, and I'm glad you took me out and like <laughs> calm me down, because I was gonna rant. So dude. Down, <laughs> Don't go crazy on me. Don't go crazy on me. <laughs> Don't go crazy on me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we came together like the mega powers on this one, dude. It, it, you nailed it. This. It is Vince Neil. I, I think that is truly why I can't appreciate the crew. Um, and that's a damn shame because you're right. I mean, I do. If I could get an instrumental, like a karaoke version of the song, I would, pro, I, would, I would 100% put that on a playlist.
0: Somewhere. Dude, I'd like to hear you do a karaoke <laughs> <laughs> song, see how you would approach the voice <laughs> I'm serious because, uh, you know, you can sing. So I'd like to see oh. how you would interpret
1: it. Um, well, maybe at some point I'll do like an acoustic rendition. I'll put it up for our, maybe when you get to a hundred followers, I will do that.
0: How's <laughs> right, that? You heard That's... it here, folks, hundred yep.
1: followers. Otherwise Paul goes into the <laughs> blast zone.
0: <laughs> I can't with in the
1: blast zone, Paul. <laughs> yes. hundred followers. I will do an acoustic cover of too young to fall in love. hundred percent. Yeah, it's not it's not a difficult guitar song. It's not a difficult song to, to put no. together. No, I could do and it. And that's the thing.
0: It's like a lot of the my favorite songs aren't overly complicated mm-hmm. when you get yeah. down to the bare minimum. Yes. Like, I do like, you know, I'm like you. I like a lot of that prog rock stuff and mm-hmm. more complicated, but sometimes simple is just the best. It is. It Something, is. Because I think a lot of people just start overthinking shit and it, it just kind of, yeah, starts meandering like a Grateful Dead song kind of
1: kind of yeah so I, now I, we uh, go to
0: knock him dead kid paul
1: i just said i want to be dead at this
0: point <laughs> well now you know how i felt during the whole <laughs> you know traveling boot band or whatever
1: dude, we both or wanted to listen to that oh, dude dude, <laughs> dude we both wanted to die listening to that album all right let's not even that was that was a half hour long Fuck. Oh,
0: God.
1: and so we made it almost this
0: one's not too long either it's only no 33 minutes so
1: yeah
0: i like it it's again you know it's a fucking rocking song see to
1: me it felt like it felt like filler and i was like i already hate it and i'm like this is like terrible filler i'm coming your way now i'm supercharged i might just explode in your face i'm black i'm primed for hate knock them dead kid the blood is red or the blade is red okay whatever yeah you want a lot of like
0: bloody violent imagery in
1: these yeah That yeah, that they just want to fight and fuck. Paul? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, it's 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 fight and fuck with with, with with them, and knowing what knowing what you told me about them and the crazy shit they did backstage, it makes sense. Vince Vince Neil oh, had a wow. thing.
0: Did Did you have to console your good friend Tipper Gore about the about the upsetting <laughs> lyrics? I had to
1: <laughs> show her in the doll where the song hurt me, Joe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> now paul this is a real enigma of a song because i really don't understand it <laughs> 10 seconds to love can you can
1: you explain this to me <laughs> so my my notes are with 10 seconds uh to love was i wish this was a 10 second song um you're, you're my 10-second pet. Uh, touch my gun, but don't pull my trigger. Let's make history in the elevator. Or lock the door, shine my pistol some more. Here I come, just 10 seconds more. Joe, I don't know. I This is really I hard.
0: Serious, you know?
1: I don't get these heady lyrics, <laughs> yeah, You know, I mean... You know, here's
0: s- the thing. is like, another thing I love about Motley Crue. They're unabashedly Motley Crue. Like, you know exactly what you're getting with Oh, this I, Like, yeah. yeah. Like, they're not trying to be something they're not. Nope. There's a little something refreshing about just fucking (laughs) bands just being that blunt
1: about it. It's no different than Kiss and Love Gun, dude. Come on. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But no, we had to do songs from the elder.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I stand by that decision, Paul. We had to do the album where the the demon cried. (laughs) I agree.
1: <laughs> Fuck! Goddamn, oh. we're off the rails again. Get back on track, bro. Come on, motherfucker. <laughs> right, Was it too the... hot for you? Did you fire this round? <laughs> oh god, Paul.
0: <laughs> Look, I'm sorry you can't handle the cerebral angle of kiss, Paul. I fear <laughs> that one would be up your alley. <laughs>
1: Yeah, me and the boys at the country club. We sat around for five hours discussing the merits and what this song could possibly fucking mean.
0: <laughs> you and your book club, or eat pickles and shit. I don't know what you do. Boiled goose, bitch! I keep telling you that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't flaunt your wealth at me, buddy. <laughs> I'm like a Springsteen
1: song. <laughs> Dude, I'm smacking the face with the money like I'm the million dollar man and you're Virgil. Let's get moving. <laughs> I don't understand that reference. Yes, anyway, we,
0: we can exactly the last song <laughs> Danger. Now this it starts, you know, this was not my favorite because I think it started in a way that I was hoping it
1: would continue with that like more yeah. down slower yep. uh, guitar riff. I thought it was going to be a good outro. Yep, absolutely. Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't I don't hate it, but I've just I just wish it would have been different. So,
1: so mine's like
0: that promising with that opening riff, like...
1: Yeah, it was, again, there was the opening riff where I thought, okay, this is something I could like, and then it goes somewhere else, and then Vince Neil opens his fucking mouth, and my notes literally say I wish this was Kenny Loggins' Danger Zone. <laughs> Um, well, now you're making fun of Kenny Loggins No, you're I'm not making fun of Kenny Loggins huh? Dude, don't you worry about me I'm alright, Kenny Loggins is alright um, <laughs> <laughs>
0: you, know, you guys drinking your Chardonnay And eating your pickles And telling, <laughs> at the golf telling everybody Their musical tastes are dire <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> You fucking pickle eater That's a goddamn boiled goose <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's fucking elitist, Paul. Dude, it's called sous vide. Fucking try cooking once. Had oh, wild God, dreams. look at Mister. I have a stove. God <laughs> damn it, Paul. Dude, it's all you Get need. Your, is your, your boiler plates, ball. man. That's all you need. A Get fucking. block bank and a boiler plate. It's fucking. You don't. You don't need a stove. Oh, now he's telling me to buy a boiler plate. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ, Paul. Get it to fucking
0: gather, man. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'll teach you how to ghetto cook. It's fine. Yes, I have man,
0: what's ghetto cook for you? Going to going to the fanciest restaurant in town,
1: dude. Just because I went to a Brazilian steakhouse this weekend doesn't mean you have to fucking hate me. Like a uh. cigar with like thousand dollar bill.
0: <laughs> oh, you fucking elitist! <laughs> your your true
1: colors showed in this review. <laughs> I always come out looking like shit in these fucking reviews because of you, gaslighter, yeah, fucking man. <laughs> 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 All right, Bruce had wild dreams. Walk in the streets. Hell, we were young. We never looked back. Okay, shut the fuck up, Vince Neil. You're like 12 when you're writing this. So we took our dreams, ran like hell, lived our youth from the wishing well. Me and the boys made a pact to live or die, never turn back. Okay, blah, blah, blah. Then my best friend died, lost my mind, made me hate. Okay, lyrically... there's again, there is a thing. Things here. like
0: people in their early twenties are actually going through, you know, like you know the yeah. bros thing, and like
1: everybody's like fucking life's changing, Paul. That's what the song's about. I, 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 no, I, and I, and I actually agree with that. I mean, David Bowie had a much better song about it, but well, that's everybody, not, you know. <laughs> everybody had a better song about Let it.
0: I Yes, D. Snyder, your golden boy of eighties hair metal, probably had a better song. He
1: probably did. <latest> if I didn't have dead air, I'd find it. Um, (laughs) Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, No. um, Yeah. It's just, again, not great. Um, uh, You're exactly right. uh, In terms of you and I both thought the song was going in a different direction. It went another way. I didn't like that direction. And then again, Vince Neil has to open his fucking whore mouth and it ruined everything for me. So, you know, there's that.
0: Man just looking down on us Working folk aren't you Paul
1: <laughs> Listen pleb That's It's not my problem bitch, you? <laughs> you guys don't understand fucking heart That's not my problem No <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that, that wraps up Shout at the Devil by <laughs> Motley Crue. An God album I was surprised, again, I was surprised I liked it. And yeah, I was overjoyed that you liked <laughs> <hated> it. <laughs> because now I know you're Achilles' heel. Next time you want to talk about fucking wrestling, I'm just going to find a hair metal band to listen. To. God damn it. Uh, uh, this was uh, a. Uh,
1: wingers coming, I know it. Go on.
0: <laughs> it was. You know, the hoity-toity people like you panned a lot of it, and (laughs) and it came out because, you know, it uh, upset your delicate sensibilities. (laughs) But it did go on to sell in the United States 4 million copies. Here's the thing. 300,000 in Canada and 35,000 in Australia.
1: I'm not. Well, here we go. (laughs)
0: He's going to judge his people.
1: I, I No, I'm, fuck. Let me come down from my fucking high tower. You're like,
0: that, you're like right. that maitre d' and Ferris Bueller, just looking down on
1: us all. Mm, mm, I feel like, what's his name? Ted McGinley from fucking Caddyshack, where the fuck his name was? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, Ted, Ted McGinley was from something else. But anyways. Um, I think it was this character's name in... Uh, I, was that his? Tyler Moore, wasn't it? Yeah, I think that maybe was. But anyway, so Ted, um, coming down from my fucking high tower as I smoke my fucking poor man's cigarettes. Um,
0: yeah, it's probably like $300 a pack, and you're all like, it's all wrapped in gold. <laughs> I think The
1: gold leaf makes it taste better. Um, so <laughs> I get it. I get why this sold. And I understand the time. I understand the history. 1983, this was... Wild. This was... People were freaking out. I get it. Shout at the devil in 1983 America, middle America. Holy fuck. This is what you played to piss off your parents. I That is not lost on me. That is absolutely not lost on me. By the time the crew came around for me, I think was... It was already came and gone, and I just... I, I never got that from it, but there was other things that already come along for me that were not necessarily edgy, but just allowed me to have kind of that in a different way. So I get like, I'm not taking away people's experience of the crew. I'm not sitting here and doing things. You and I talked about it. We nailed why I really don't like it. If Vince Neil, if they had gotten a different frontman, I probably would have been all over it. Um, you know, and I'm sure it would have became another Van Halen thing. People would have been like, well, the Vince Neil era and the whatever era. Sure. Okay, cool. It's just like black Sabbath. Some people really like the Aussie black Sabbath. And there are people, which I don't understand, prefer the Dio. And I like a Dio, but I prefer, you know, there would have been that, that conversation. The three guys are good. Vince Neil does have a voice in here. I'm not taking that away either. I'm not saying he's a bad singer. What I'm saying is, um, I, I, it, it goes back to um, the bangles. Really weird that like a lot of these art that these albums were picking kind of coincide with the same issues. You really loved uh, the, um, the vocals uh, of, um, oh fuck, Joe, what's her name? my brain's burnt but um you prefer her, um uh, Hoffs you prefer her vocals over everyone else yeah and <clears throat> i think when i listen to what the crew musically is doing and then you throw Vince Neil on top of it it just never became Snapper in wine jelly For me It never um, Fancy Jesus Christ Paul Put your bougie bitch
0: stuff back in your pocket
1: So (laughs) I literally had to say I had to to say Where that came from I would never eat it I was actually watching Iron Chef Japan last night Because it's free on fucking Amazon So I love that show So it just happened to be like a very bougie thing Um, It just never Never gelled, it never became cod row ice cream. Um, it just, yeah, it,
0: you know, it, you know, <laughs> for me, you know, the working man, our my dessert is like one of those push pops with orange sherbet in it.
1: <laughs> it yeah, you
0: go out, you tell a bunch of five thousand dollar ice cream, Paul,
1: <laughs> and Tampico in a fucking solo cup, sir. That's what you drank it with. <laughs> um, yeah, <laughs> don't
0: you judge me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do yeah, we all did the damn pico in our college i
0: have no nostalgia with this album uh by the time Fair i enough. was getting into music in the in the early to mid 90s crew was already long gone like they yeah. were not really that was not the music i'm growing up you know i'm coming into uh, my teenage years with you know i had that bullshit grunge shit fucking yep. all over the place that yep. i didn't like, post grunge yeah. that was terrible yeah so <laughs> uh yeah, I don't have. It was just truly like one of those moments where, like, when I picked this album because you know he fucking broke my brain with Hulk Hogan and his fucking sushi. I would only the bougie tastes. And I should have seen it there, Paul. And I had to tell you that strip clubs have fucking food. I should have known that you're like, you're one of those bougie bitches who go to like the strip clubs that don't have a buffet. <laughs> You Don't son give of me a bitch,
1: yeah. I prefer my strip clubs not give me food poisoning. Um, yeah. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Paul doesn't want food poisoning. I'll be. I'll be. We can't, uh, we can't okay.
0: upset the delicate genius.
1: Oh. <laughs> <sighs> yeah yeah paul. I, I can't believe i'm about to admit this in this fucking episode but okay maybe i am a little bougie because i remember going to a bar and them having a taco bar in there for free and i was like i didn't know bars had taco bars for free like what the fuck is this where am i
0: <laughs> i think the only listeners who would relate to your problems paul would be like elon musk
1: Dude, we bro fuck, man. We dock. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that you do with his weird fucking melted face, eyes and
1: shit. Yep, yeah, I mean you know I must dock a Ruddy the face.
0: Weekends. He probably doesn't even drink, so I don't even know why he has a
1: ruddy face. Dude, because he uh, drinks and he fuck. lies about it. Um. Fuck. Fuck. So, so Joe. You're showing your true
0: colors this whole review, Paul. Okay, the all listeners the secrets are, are coming they're out. They're sitting there and shock at you. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, you're like Bush at that gala when he's talking about the haves and the have-mores. <laughs> just fucking, I'm just, I'm embarrassed, Paul. <laughs> you embarrass me.
1: <laughs> but well, you wouldn't care because I'm just a working man, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, you'll never vote for my candidate. Um, <laughs> 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 you could go in the gutter, sir. no. no. <laughs> Oh, God, Joe. Del Kogan really did ruin us. Um broke, broke us He <laughs> broke us real fucking bad, bro. Um, brother. <laughs> so Paul, Paul. Uh-huh. Would you recommend this album? Mm, God, would I recommend this album? You know, I mean, no, Joe, I would take Porridge Radio over this, and I recommend, no, I'm not, no. Huh. You would
0: take Porridge Radio over this? I would take oh Porridge Radio Not only this. you you, like, rich and bougie bitch, Paul, but you got a fucking tin ear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would take the UUUs, the IIIs. Um, I will say, however this is still not as bad as saint anger because i like the instrumentation so it is not saint anger level bad this is better than saint anger i will give it that but i'm not recommending it joe i take it you would recommend this album Yeah, i
0: love this album it's really good i think people i think people would like this paul you know obviously not in your neighborhood but (laughs)
1: To so people like you and people that like this album, you know I'm out not out of my neighborhood. neighborhood yeah, I got my gated me. community taking care of me. You fuckers keep yeah, out.
0: I'm surprised, like you know, you know, <laughs> your neighborhood security didn't like check on you when they heard these raucous <laughs> lyrics coming out of your little radio.
1: All I'm gonna say your
0: Bose Radio. You know your five thousand dollars
1: speaker. <laughs> <laughs> when the purge happens, little Mister be listening to Motley Crew dying on the streets. That's all I'm gonna say. no, um, yeah, I get it. I mean, again, I, I I understand it better now. I having us gone through this, having us kind of figure out why I don't like the crew, I understand it better now. um, but yeah, I just, I really do. I just I can't The Vince Neal kills it for me. It really, really does, So Joe, yes, Paul. Do you have any plugs, sir? No, I don't. Okay. Do you have anything else you'd like to discuss with the audience before we move on to what we're going to do next week?
0: No, no. I mean, the audience has had enough of you abusing me with your your oh. rich man snide remarks.
1: Well, Joe, you brought this on yourself, sir we are digging in we're moving ahead we're getting out we've been stuck in the 80s for a while oh um sorry for the noise there um we are going up to 2016. and we are switching genres sir we are going to get away from the rock a little bit we've been hanging out in rock territory far too long and we are going to do um uh, One of the, a, a mixtape from a rapper that was listed in the top 40 best rap albums of 2016. We are going to do the debut mixtape from rapper Cupcake. And her album is Cum Cake. All
0: right.
1: C-U-M space C-A-K-E is the album by Cupcake, spelled C-U-P-C-A-K-K-E, which sucked with such songs as Vagina, Deep Throat, Darling, Juicy Coochie, and Pinocchio.
0: And Are you trying to, like, have me shocked or
1: what? I just rocked out to shout it at the devil, Paul. You're not going to shock me with this. I'm not, nope, I'm not shocking you, buddy, but I will tell you that it is, just keep in mind when you're listening to it, it did make the top 40 best rap albums of 2016.
0: That's not a high bar in this day and age, Paul.
1: It is not a high bar, sir. I Um,
0: think the last rap album I liked was To Pimp a Butterfly by Kendrick, so...
1: Ah, that was good, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, that was real good. Yeah, that was
1: really good. That was really good. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've really gotten into a good rap album, but um, well, this won't be it, Paul. <laughs> you can keep trying. Oh, oh I don't know. You might love this album.
0: You might. Abs- I might. I don't. I have said, as we found out with Motley Crue, Paul. I'm. I, I'm a. You don't know with me. I I, I, I don't, don't
1: know. I don't know with you. I don't know with you. I <laughs> you I were
0: shocked with mommy Crew.
1: I was absolutely when you were telling me you liked this album. I legitimately uh, again. I I feel better now because I really felt like I'm missing something here. Like what am I missing? Why do people love the crew? And I again, you just like you said with other reviews, mm-hmm. you give me an instrumental of this album or you put someone else on the lead vocals i probably would have loved the hell out of this album
0: yeah yeah hell even like an actual rose or something
1: something something cinderella for fuck's sake sebastian bach would have been a good sebastian bach would have been a good one dude so yeah i mean it's just it's it's what it was it's it's you know mr big could have been on this and i probably would have liked it more
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, you know you i might like cupcake you never know (laughs) like
1: you just don't know with me paul i don't i don't i did not expect you to hate lindsey buckingham like you did
0: yeah i mean I have all sorts of weird left turns in these reviews.
1: You do. And unfortunately, this album did not have enough left turns for me to enjoy it.
0: Yeah. Hey, I understand why you don't like it, Paul. I understand why people don't like Motley Crue. That's fine.
1: Yeah, I appreciate it. And I do understand it better now why you do. Um, Which, again, I feel a lot better about because I do try to understand things that i don't get i really really do and i actually get bothered when i can't understand the psychology or the reasoning of why someone is into something that i'm not like normally i'm really good at seeing it but with crew i just didn't get it and it literally took you and i losing our fucking minds for me to be (laughs) like oh my god i fucking get it now like yeah um, there is a there there, but it's just the there is rune for me yeah. by a component. Like I said, it's, and it's no not, snapper it's in one i not a jello. genre
0: of music you're a fan of to begin with, so, like, mm-hmm. it, it just, you know, it's fine. We We got through it. We got through it,
1: Paul. We did. Thank you for thank you for holding my hand and and <laughs> taking me down Buttlock Land.
0: Uh, <laughs> hey, anytime, buddy.
1: <laughs> Just don't
0: make me throw you in the blast zone. <laughs> blast
1: zone. Yeah, I um. No, I, I highly appreciate it. Like it's, it's like, again, I don't like not understanding things and it's, it's just one of those things where I really feel like I should be able to understand or at least see a point of view on something. And uh,
0: uh, our listeners thoughts on this episode, how we, you know, wildly polarized
1: views. I would love to find out what people think about that. So yeah, when you guys are listening to this, go to the pod down. If you're listening to it on SoundCloud or whatever, go to the pod down on YouTube and leave us some fucking comments. Yeah. Um, you know, please. I, I mean, it's. I would love to know this because I think this is. This, I mean, it, 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 I don't think this is our most polarizing album that yeah. we've ever done. Um, so, far. You know? <laughs> so, so far. So far. So far. Next we week. As
0: far as I know, the next polarizing thing is going to be like weirder it's gonna it's gonna be like something like considered a genuine classic and one of us is just gonna fucking hate
1: it oh it's it's very 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 possible um very very possible very yeah fucking um yeah so i mean by all means guys like yeah reach out to us um let us know your thoughts on that because again i well i understand i'm still not a fan Mm -hmm. so yep yep me up, so oh. all, all right, Joe. Well, that was an interesting, like I said, road down Butt Rock Land. Do we? Hey, we need-
0: got to cover all
1: sorts of music, Paul. We do. No, I, I, I and so, I'm for it. I'm for it. I just the goddamn crew. Um. So yeah, all right, Joe. Well, do you want to take us out? What? No! Did we love you? Did we hate you? Do you even care? Yes, you did. We're the best damn be review team out there. How did we rate your album?